I know you already have a ton on your plate. So today's episode is going to be very helpful if you have a lot on your plate, but you feel like you aren't getting anything done that you would like to get done. Because getting things done isn't your problem. You do so much, you do a lot, and you probably feel as though you are doing all freaking day. But let me ask you, my sis, are you moving the needle forward in what you would like to accomplish? Is your list of personal and professional goals being cared for and prioritized? Or are you rushing like a mother? Okay, and I laugh just because I am a mother of five. And sometimes there are, there are days where I just get to the end of the day and I feel defeated. Like, oh great, everyone else's needs got met. And here I am overwhelmed because I feel behind in what I wanted to do. And it is just the worst feeling, isn't it? Especially as an ambitious woman. So it isn't that we don't know how to get things done. But today I want to share with you how to get things done that you would like to. Okay, It is getting the things done with more efficiency. And if you already have a full cup and wondering how the hell am I going to fit this in? It's summer coming up, like I'm going to be juggling even more now. This episode is for you. And here are the six ways we are going to create more momentum starting today. Calling all my island women. With big dreams in your heart and a desire to create success on your terms that is both financially freeing and deeply fulfilling. Welcome, my sis. You're in the right place. Welcome to Beyond the Reef podcast with me, Uilani Tevang, a wife, a mom of five, who was once stressed and struggling about how we were going to make it in our homeland, to now creating multiple six-figure businesses and mentoring others to do the same. On this show, we will dive deep into feminine leadership and liberation as we awaken the mana within, so you can go beyond the barriers you think are keeping you stuck. You will learn to lead yourself through deep and lasting transformation in life and business as you reflect, reimagine, and redefine success in your terms. And if you are ready to rewrite and reclaim your future, it's time to go beyond the reef. So the truth about getting more done is honestly about doing less, right? It's about doing less of the stuff that doesn't matter and more of that which does. And so really, your number one problem is not that you can't get more done. It's that you are leaking energy. Let me say that again. The truth about getting more done is not about doing more, it's about doing less and figuring out where you are leaking energy. So let's talk a little bit about that first. Okay, we are always training our minds to focus or not to focus. And we are telling our subconscious mind what we actually care about. And when we follow through, with what we say we were going to do, then we're really telling the universe, we're really telling our subconscious mind, yes, this is what I prioritize. But so often we say one thing, right? We say, we write down our goals, we write down our, you know, to-do list, if you will, for the day, for the week. 
And then we find ourselves in a scroll hole. Then we find ourselves answering every text message. Then we find ourselves signing up for every volunteer activity. And and here we are leaking precious life force and precious energy. So today with the six ways in which you are going to get more done is number one, do less. Figuring out what is really important and what is urgent. So when we talk about doing less, we're going to figure out, you know, we talk about a lot about delegation and what really needs to be done by me. Because so often moms especially feel as if they are the ones that have to do everything. But is that true? Is that true that you are the one that has to do everything or can you begin to delegate? Can you begin to let go of your need to control everything and have everything done your way and then feel almost resentful towards your family? Or can you figure out ways to delegate jobs knowing that it's not probably going to be done up to your standards, but at least they got to learn, they got to contribute, and you didn't have to end your day feeling exhausted. Okay, so that is one way that you're going to get more done by doing less, figuring out what is urgent and what is important. And so brain dumping is a really easy way to figure this out. So when I say I'm going to clean the garage, a garage is full of stuff usually. And that's super general. Clean the garage by me? Or can I say, okay, I need to get bins I need to figure out who's going to do the dump run. Can I ask my partner? Can I ask my spouse to to take this? Can I ask my kids to jump in? Like you're going to figure out all the little steps, okay? In doing less, that means you doing less. (laughs) And figuring out like what can wait and what really needs to be done. I really need to, you know, make space in this area or really need to find this item. So I'm going to prioritize this first. Yes, It's all important, but what is the most urgent? And then write it out as, okay, this needs to be done today. This has to be done this week. This can be done, can be done this month. This can be done this year. Okay, so just like cleaning out your garage, same thing with the way in which you're going to prioritize your personal goals, your professional goals. The next is context switching. This is probably the biggest one that leads to overwhelm is going from task to task to task to task and there is this little transition time that happens and that's actually number three. But let's talk a little bit about context switching, okay? When you switch context, so let's say I am doing, you know, my messages for the day and I'm doing my connections online and I'm reaching out and I'm following up and I'm you know doing doing the daily do as a business owner um, if I am sitting down to to do that but then ping a notification comes in and oh mom I need a snack and oh this person needs this and this person's asking hey can we talk and oh can you invite like you're you're literally doing five six different things all at once and while it's so cool that we label ourselves as multitaskers and we're so good at that like that needs to stop because this is what leads to overwhelm and that's why our brains honestly feel tired it takes an average person 
switching context, switching different tasks, 45 minutes to get back in the zone. 45 minutes. And even though you feel like you're maybe physically doing the task, your flow, your creativity, your presence will take average person 45 minutes to get back in the flow versus a master who can do it in five minutes. So until you are masters at context switching, figure out how you can group your tasks together. Can I put all my creative work in one bucket, in one part of my day? Can I then put my messages and my response in another part of the task, one that doesn't require so much of my creativity, one that doesn't require me to be in flow? Can I then group all my physical work in one category? Can I put all my housework? But if I can't be doing creative, responding, house, kids, all at once, although there are different seasons in your life where you probably will be doing those things as much as possible, group the work in which you do. So number three, as you are transitioning, and that is number three, your transitions, as you are transitioning from task to task, from place to place, how can you add little things in your day which will help you run a little smoother? So whenever I have my morning routine and I go to switch from focusing and I'm meditating and then I go into my work it's a transition I go from stillness to now productivity and that's a transition for me so I will usually put in a load of laundry first thing in the morning between that or when I go and drop off the kids When I come back, I will do a little cleanup or I'll straighten something just because it helps me find more flow and I know that I'm getting things done. My brain is going to have to switch and get back into a flow of some kind. So I'm going to use this transition period to reset, to reground, um, and to help create a little more ease in my day. So looking at your transitions, and if you work full-time, one of the ways that I have you know, helped other women is walking through your front door. That's a transition. So is there a word that you could say? Is there an alarm that you can put on your phone that reminds you what your mission is for the day? I learned that from one of my favorite personal development you know, people. And he just had alarms throughout the day that just reminded him, Okay, I'm transitioning from work to home or from, you know, being with the family to now being with my loved one. Now I can create little transitions. So you can do little cleanups. You can do little resets. You can, you know, do a little scroll time in between work time. And then adding intentions, that's next level. But figuring out your transitions is super important. Number four is about knowing your peak times. So this is about understanding your chromotypes and it's a concept that I recently learned and has really helped me to realize that through the different seasons of my life, there will be times in which I can really be on fire with the work that I do versus trying to take on someone else's ideal schedule as if that's the answer for me. 
you know, just like eating, we don't have a one size fits all approach to nourishing our bodies. It's the same thing with our work. So I know at one point in my entrepreneur journey, I was so bought into the idea that 4 a.m. waking up was going to be like make me the most the best business owner there ever was. I was so bought into this and it was such a male thing, right? It was like, get up at four and you're going to hit the gym and you're going to do this and this. And while that is still like wildly popular of like, yeah, move your body for sure, which I love to do. For me, understanding my chronotype, it wasn't get up, get the caffeine or the pre-workout and go straight to it. It was my body does best with us early morning still, 5, 5.30, sometimes 6, honoring that, easing into my day. And then adding caffeine within 90 minutes because now I understand how my body personally, um, you know, has its peak times. With peak times, we also realize that some people can get more work or workouts or creativity work in the afternoon and some people actually work best at night so there are different chromotypes and you can go and google it I'm not going to do maybe we'll do an episode on it later but understanding this will definitely help you get more done because biologically you we are all wired differently and it isn't it so important to know ourselves to understand our bodies a little a deeper level I definitely recommend that and so when you are in your peak times, and this is number five, having a solid power hour. Okay, this is where it's going to be really, really important to practice boundaries. And now, when we're talking about energy leaking, okay, we're leaking energy, and that's the real culprit to exhaustion, we often feel like we are running out of time. We could be doing all day and yet still feel like I'm behind, I'm running out of time, I got to get this done. And there's just this pressure, it's underlying pressure. And while I have so many thoughts around how that is, you know, genetically passed down through us, um, I would say, number one, when you are doing your power hour, which is like your most focused work, uh, focused block of time, to move your needle forward, delete the apps, turn off the notifications. Okay, number, number one, number one. And I, I love me a good scroll time. Okay, I love finding different content. I love being inspired. I love connecting when I have gotten my shit done. Okay, another one that leaks energy for me, and maybe this is for you, is meetings. Oh, I just trip out, you guys, that people still love to meet, 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 <laughs> and bounce ideas organically when, honestly, it could be an email or a group text. <laughs> I, I'm all for connection. That's why I, I practice goddess. I love share circles. But when it comes to just like meetings, and imagine having a big family like me, and like meetings and meetings and meetings. No. You get to say, I'm sorry, I'm unavailable. Can you give me the recap? And yeah, people will get upset. And yes, people probably are like, you're not involved. And blah, blah. Let all the judgments go, okay? Because you are moving your life 
forward. If it could be in an email, if you can get a group text, if there are just honestly tasks that are being divvied out, assign me, let me know where I got to be, let me know how much the the fundraising is, like let me know all the details, I will be there, I will commit, but I can't sit there and honestly expend precious life force that I can barely figure out, okay? And then another one that really leaks energy is not speaking up for yourself. As a highly sensitive person, I feel a lot, but it's not, hasn't, and it sometimes is not always easy speaking up and then because I don't speak up, I don't unlock my voice, I suppress it, and then I'm thinking about it all night long, right? You see this loop. You had an opportunity to say what you needed to say, but you didn't. You suppressed it, and then all night you're thinking, ah, should have, could have, would have said this. That is a huge energy leak. So when you are doing your power hour, again, there's a lot to this, but when it really comes down to all of these things about leaking energy, about going to unnecessary meetings, about responding to every notification and and all the things that are coming in at you constantly, which are never really going to stop until you learn boundaries. And there's so many different layers to boundaries, but you know what I'm saying? Sorry, unavailable. Thank you for thinking of me. Not happening right now. I have to prioritize me. You're prioritizing you. And that's honestly where you get to close the loop and you get to take a little more life force back. And it's probably going to take you some practice, but that's why we're here, right? And the last one is about carving out time in your day for stillness. This is so huge, Tess, because in order for this to all work, there has to be time in your day where it's just quiet, where it's just free from distractions and free from judgment around where you are and where you shouldn't be. And, you know, you will seek comfort, familiarity and pleasure from a few core sources. But it's important to observe our patterns, right? Like where, why do I do these things? Because, you know, I'm not regulated or I have to figure out, you know, what's stressing me out. So I do these things and then I add, add, add instead of stop, right? It doesn't have to be bad, right? It doesn't have to be bad. I'm watching TV and I'm shaming myself because I'm doing all these things. No, it could just literally be, oh, but I really love this person. So if they're calling me in the middle of my power hour and they want to talk about their relationship, okay, sure, you can have an hour and a half of my time and boom, there went your precious power hour. It's so important to carve out stillness, to pinpoint exactly where you are leaking energy so you have the awareness to now transform this. I hope that if nothing else from this episode, you will carve out time for stillness. And one of my favorite books, The Seven Secrets, what is it called? My favorite books, I can't remember the the title, but it's from Deepak Chopra and Seven Secrets to Success or Spiritual Laws to Success, right? There you go. And he talks about why stillness is so important because then we can truly see our potential. We can truly see and practice the law of pure potentiality. 
And with that, when we have stillness in our life, it sends almost like sitting at a lake and you drop a pebble into the lake and it's very still and you can see the ripple effects. So you can honestly view yourself from an outside perspective, view what that pebble is. If I do this, what then happens? What is the ripple effect that it creates? But if my life is turbulent, like a raging sea and things are swirling and you know, you've seen when the ocean is like crazy up and down and waves are crashing and there's just whitewash and you can't see the bottom, right? It's just turbulent. I could throw in a house, right, into the big sea and I wouldn't notice, I wouldn't know where it would be. I wouldn't be able to see the ripple effects because it's chaotic. So if your energy is leaking and you are feeling in constant overwhelm, practice stillness. Bring all these things together, all all of these, doing less, you know, understanding your context switching, transitioning your power hour, carving time out for stillness, understanding your, your peak parts of your day. These are all ways in which you will transform your energy and start to get more done. And I hope and I hope that this was of value to you and that you will share this. Let me know. Connect with me. I would love to know which one you're going to be working on. And there will be more of this coming into the Facebook group. So I hope that you join our sisterhood. There is a masterclass coming up. I won't spill the beans quite yet, but you definitely want to get in on that for our summertime camp. And I will see you on the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you loved what you heard and just want to share it with all your teachers out there, just do me a favor, screenshot post and tag me on Instagram so I can stock your profile and we can connect more. There's so much goodness coming your way. So don't forget to subscribe and I would love it if you left a five-star review so we can grow this space for our wahine. Mahalo for being here. Now get out and show the world how amazing you are.